I go to Genesis chapter 24 tonight. Genesis chapter 24, verse 1. And then we're going to go back to Genesis chapter 12. Read a few verses there. We have been talking about all things. And I have been sharing a, se a series of teachings and preaching from the Word of God related to this passage from the book of uh, uh, from the book of Corinthians, in which Paul says that all things are yours. How many of you believe that? And uh, tonight I want to continue to explore that as we look at the life of the patriarch uh, Abraham, and uh, we see here the same thing God said about him that He's been saying about us. Hemos estado estudiando esta frase que dice todo es vuestro y es la palabra del Señor en el Nuevo Testamento y esta noche vamos a leerlo y verlo nuevamente en el Antiguo Testamento. Génesis 24, verso 1, y luego vamos a ir a Génesis capítulo 12, el verso 1 ahí. It reads like this, Now Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Now Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great, so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all of the families of the earth will be blessed. Amen. Father, we pray that you will add your blessing to the reading and preaching of your word tonight. We ask that anointing upon my life to teach and anointing upon this congregation to hear the word taught. We ask that in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 I want to speak tonight on this subject, blessed in every way. Would you say that with me? Blessed in every way. Is that not what the Bible says about Abraham? Dice ahí la escritura. Que Dios bendijo a Abraham en todas maneras. Now, how many of you tonight would like to be blessed in every way? ¿Cuántos quieren estar bendecidos en todas maneras? That means you're blessed physically, you've got health, you've got uh, strength, you've got uh, courage, encouragement, you've got uh, desire and zeal for life, blessed in your, in your physical body. But it also means blessed in your relationships, blessed in your marriage, blessed in your relationship with your friends, blessed in your relationship to your co-workers, blessed in your relationship to your family, your children, your extended family, and you're blessed in your spirit. You are full of joy, full of hope, full of God's peace, full of the presence of God, and you're blessed in your finances, and you have money enough to get everything done that you want to get done and a little extra to put away and uh, you have your bills paid and you have your mortgage uh, getting paid down so that it becomes yours and you have it debt free and you don't have to live off of debt. Nobody's saying amen tonight. This is what it means to be blessed in every way. To have a job, a good job with good hours, good pay, a good job that uh, a good boss that doesn't get on your nerves, that doesn't uh, pluck the wrong cord all the time, uh, that gives you favor. And then not only that, but you're blessed in your emotions. You don't have uh, anxiety or depression or 
uh, fear, but you have peace and you have joy and you have uh, the comfort of God in your soul. This is what we mean by being blessed in every way. Paul wrote and he said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. Dijo el apóstol Pablo, queridos hermanos, deseo que prosperen en todas las cosas así como su alma prospera. And so tonight we're going to deal with the question, first of all, what does it mean, or uh, I should say, how can we be blessed in every way? Primero vamos a tratar con el asunto, la pregunta, ¿Cómo puedo ser bendecido en todas maneras? Luego vamos a hablar de cómo es ser bendecido en todas maneras. Then we're going to deal with the seven blessings that God gave Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and how that you can experience those in your life. Vamos a hablar primero de cómo podemos ser bendecidos en todas maneras y luego vamos a hablar de cómo Dios bendijo a Abraham de siete maneras y uh, estas siete maneras nos corresponden a nosotros. So first of all, let me just fill you in. Abraham is known as the father of faith. Abraham es conocido como el padre de la fe. That is because he is the man that God chose uh, to build a family and ultimately a nation out of that would become the Jewish nation. A través de Abraham, Dios uh, escogió a este varón para ser uh, el hombre del cual él sacaría una nación, la nación judía. Y uh, el fin de todo eso, the, the end and objective of all of that, was ultimately that he could produce a nation out of which would come the Savior of the world, the Messiah. Él quería producir una nación a través de la cual iba a resultar y ser uh, producido el Mesías, Salvador El mundo. So our Lord Jesus Christ and his coming into the world did not just happen uh, at Bethlehem in the uh, traditional uh, Christmas narrative, but it happened through the long course of, of time all throughout the Old Testament as God planned and brought about a nation through which his son would be born. El nacimiento de nuestro Señor Jesucristo es el resultado de un largo proceso De Dios levantando una nación a través del cual saldría el Mesías. And the beginning of that whole process was one man. El principio de todo ese proceso era un hombre. You and I are saved today. We have Jesus as our Lord because of a family that God used, the Jewish people, through, who, through whom the, the Messiah would come. And we have that family because of Abraham. Uh, nosotros hoy tenemos la salvación que tenemos y tenemos el salvador que tenemos por la nación judía y últimamente por este hombre llamado Abraham. So when it comes to Old Testament figures that are important, Abraham is about as important as it gets. Cuando hablamos de personajes de importancia en el Antiguo Testamento, estamos hablando de Abraham, quien es el más importante de ellos. And the Bible tells us that when God told him, uh, who most likely Abraham uh, being raised and, and, uh, and living in Ur of the Chaldees, a pagan society, an idol-worshipping society, 
Abraham viviendo en Ur de los Caldeos, una sociedad pagana, una sociedad uh, idólatra. Uh, in that world, there was a polytheistic uh, religion. Había una religión de, de múltiples dioses. Entonces, cuando Abraham percibe la voz de Dios, when Abraham perceives the voice of God, and he hears God tell him to leave his country, to leave his people, and to leave that religious system and to go to a place that he would show him. Dios lo llama a, a salir de este pueblo, de esta gente, de esta sociedad y ir a una tierra que Dios le va a, a enseñar. Dice la escritura que Abraham le creó a Dios. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. And because he believed God, everything else I've told you became possible. El hecho de que él le creó a Dios produjo todo lo demás de lo que yo he mencionado. So just think about how powerful one faith decision can be. Piense en eso y piense que tan poderosa es una decisión de fe. He decided to believe God and the end result was the great blessing that you and I enjoy today. Él le creó a Dios y el resultado es la gran bendición que usted y yo tenemos hoy. Now you might say, well, what does Abraham uh, have to do with me? Uh, usted quizá diga, ¿qué tiene Abraham que ver conmigo? Si él era uh, un personaje en la antigüedad, ¿qué tiene que ver conmigo? You might say he was a, a person in antiquity. What does he have to do with me? Well, the Bible says that the blessing of uh, God was on Abraham in every way. Dice la Escritura que Dios bendijo a Abraham en todas maneras. And in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, in Galatas capítulo 3 verso 29, it says if you belong to Christ, how many of you belong to Christ? Dice ahí, si usted le pertenece a Cristo, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. Dice ahí, si eres, uh, si le perteneces a Cristo, entonces eres simiente de Abraham y heredero de acuerdo a la promesa. Now this is what this has to do with you. Because you're in Christ, then all of the blessings promised to Abraham have come to you. Porque usted está en Cristo, entonces, entonces todas las bendiciones prometidas a Abraham han caído sobre usted. Now I heard one amen. So I'm going to need you to I'm going to need you to receive that tonight, all right? Did you hear what I said? Because you're in Christ, all of the blessings of God that were given to Abraham have come to you. Say amen somebody. Todas las bendiciones de Abraham vienen a el que está en Cristo. That means that God wants to bless you. Nobody said amen. I said, that means God wants to bless you. Is the church awake tonight? And God wants to bless you in every way. You got to get that in your spirit. You got to receive that by faith. Dios quiere bendecirlo a usted porque usted está en Cristo y quiere bendecirlo en todas maneras. What I'm doing for you is I'm drawing the, I'm connecting the dots, all right? Because I don't want you to say, well, God bless Abraham in every way. Good for him. I'm talking about what God has made available to you because you belong to Christ. And because you belong to Christ, 
then the promises of God to Abraham are now yours because you have become an heir according to the same promise. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14, uh, it tells us something similar. If you could put that up there uh, for me on the screen. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Galatas 13 tre, nos dice, it says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, before I read verse 14, let me just explain that outside of Christ, you and I are under the curse. Fuera de Cristo, usted y yo estamos bajo la maldición. Now, God didn't go around cursing the world. Dios no uh, comenzó con maldecir al mundo. God blessed the world. Dios bendijo al mundo. But when Adam and Eve rejected God, what resulted was a curse. Cuando Adán y Eva rechazaron a Dios, lo que resultó fue una maldición. Y ahora el que nace uh, es nacido bajo esa maldición. And everyone born is born under the curse of sin and the curse of the law. Todo el que nace bajo, nace bajo la, la maldición. Uh, pero si usted viene a Cristo, dice ahí que Cristo lo ha redimido de la, de la maldición. However, we read here that if you've come to Christ, Christ has redeemed you from the curse. That means he's broken the back of the curse over your life. He's broken the power of the curse over your life. Él ha quebrado el poder de la maldición sobre su vida. So that you tonight can say, I am blessed in every way because Jesus has broken the power of the curse over your life. Don't ever say, my family must be cursed. I must be cursed. We're just under a curse. Everything we try to do fails. You've got to get that out of your vocabulary. If you're in Christ, you're blessed, not cursed. Say amen, somebody. Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law. How did he do it? By going to the cross, hanging on that tree, by hanging on that cross, he broke the power of the curse over your life. And then verse 14, it says there that in order that Christ Jesus, pardon, that in order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of who? Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the blessing of Abraham has come to the Gentiles. The Gentiles are the non-Jewish nations of the world, those who had no part in the covenant of God, but whom God had a part for us in his divine, merciful plan. And he has allowed the blessing of Abraham to come upon you and me because of the Lord Jesus Christ. So get it out of your mind that you can be blessed without Jesus. The only place to live a blessed life is in Christ. The only place to be blessed in every way is in Christ. Listen, if you have a new car and a new house and a new job and lots of money, but you don't have Jesus, you're as broke as broke gets. You are, you are lost without hope, without God in the world. Only Christ can complete a man. Only Christ can complete you. And only Christ can bring blessing in every way into your life. And tonight... Uh, you have these two decisions to make. Number one, if I'm not in Christ, you need to get, if you're not in Christ, you need to get into Christ tonight. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to make him Lord of your heart tonight. Because he, until he's Lord, he cannot bless your life. 
Listen, God will not bless any area of your life where he's not Lord. And so the sooner you make him Lord, the sooner you can receive the blessing of forgiveness of your sins. You can receive the blessing of peace in your soul. You can receive the blessing of the communion and presence of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And all of the inventory of God's blessing and promise can come into your life. And when you know Jesus, that's the first decision you've got to make tonight. The second decision you've got to make is you've got to receive the word of God that says that you can be blessed in every way. Because until you receive it, you can't possess it. Until you receive it by faith, you cannot have it. Nothing will manifest in your life in the natural until it manifests in the spiritual. And that's true for good things and bad things, all right? That's good that's true for a negative and positive. And I'll just give you an example. If you go around thinking, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, this is the worst, then guess what you're going to be? Sick. Sick will manifest itself in your life. Because what you receive in your spirit manifests itself in the natural. And so you need to receive tonight this word, I am blessed in every way. And all things belong to me. Because I'm in Christ. And you, you receive that even when your life tells you different. Say amen, somebody. Because life will contradict the word of God. It takes a while for you to start to see the manifestation of God's blessing in your life. Because you have to, you have to start walking in that direction. And it takes a while for you to change the way you think. And for you to change the way you live. And the way you make decisions. But as you walk with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to use a modern term, will reprogram you. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to think. He'll teach you how to speak, how to talk. He'll teach you what, what language to use. He'll teach you the, the types of thoughts to cultivate in your mind. And he will transform your life and bring blessing into your life. So make that decision tonight. I believe the word of God. I can be blessed in every way. And the reason we need reprogramming is because for a lot of, for a lot of us, and maybe, maybe you're in this group, you and I in, in our culture have been programmed to think a certain way. And sometimes in families, there's certain thought processes that go into the way a family thinks and the way a family operates. And many times those thought processes are not God's thought process, they're man's thought process. And you have to be reprogrammed by the Spirit so that you stop thinking the way that your broken uh, world thinks, and you start thinking the way your whole God thinks, the way that God has desired uh, to, to manifest himself in your life. Can you say amen? amen? So how do we become blessed in every way? How can we see this manifest in our life? Entonces, ¿cómo podemos ver esto manifestado en nuestra vida? Well, I want to read a few verses to you. Quiero leer algunos pasajes de la Escritura. Let's start in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Vamos a comenzar en Salmo, capítulo 1, verso 1. Vamos a leer ahí. Este es muy reconocido. This is a very well-known psalm in the, in the, among the people of God. But I want you to read it there. It says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffer, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Listen, God says that a man will be blessed 
when he does not sit in the seat of scoffers or in the path of sinners, but he delights in the word of God. If you want to be blessed in every way, it begins by delighting in the word of God. La bendición comienza cuando el hombre se deleita en la palabra de Dios. Every one of us has a choice. We can either sit in the seat of the, of the scoffer. That's the person who's always saying what God can't do. They're always saying that God doesn't exist. They're always talking uh, uh, in terms of God's inability. And they are scoffing against God, scoffing against the word. Or uh, you're sitting in the counsel of the wicked. You're hearing and taking advice from wicked men and wicked people. You can't prosper when you're listening to the wrong voice. No se puede prosperar si usted está escuchando la voz equivocada. Instead, in order to be able to be blessed, you need to take delight in the word of God. Usted para ser bendecido tiene que deleitarse en la palabra de Dios. And that's why I encourage you to read your Bible, to memorize your Bible, uh, to have a Bible. All right, uh, because you need to uh, be in the Word so that you can see the Word manifesting in your life. Usted tiene que estar en la palabra para poder ver la palabra tener resultado y producirse en su vida. Listen, your life is a direct result of the voices you listen to, the advice you take, the people that you hang out with. Su vida es el resultado directo de las voces que usted oye y de las personas que usted le da influencia en su vida. Y, y si usted toma deleito en esas voces, el resultado va a ser uh, la maldición. If you take delight or you listen to, you give too much influence to the wrong voices, they're going to bring you down. You need to give influence and authority and weight to the word of God. Tenemos que darle peso a la palabra de Dios en nuestra vida. He says he delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it. That means he's thinking about what God has said. What God has told him. And he meditates on it day and night. Sounds a little bit like being in love, doesn't it? Sounds a little bit like like having someone tell you something or a compliment. Have you ever received a compliment that just it just perked you up for the whole day? It just made your day. Well, give that kind of weight to the word of God. You should leave here and tomorrow all day be thinking, meditating. I'm going to be blessed in every way. I'm blessed in every way. Everything I do is going to be blessed. And you take delight in what God has spoken in his word. He says if you do that, you'll be like a tree that's planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, what? Prospers. Everything the, the good man or the righteous man does prospers because he's delighting in God. He's delighting in hearing the word of God. He's delighting in the voice of God. This is what led to Abraham's blessing. He heard God's voice and he delighted in it. He obeyed it. He took the step of faith in believing the voice of God. Right now, go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. 
Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. Segunda de Corintios, capítulo 20, verso 20. I'm going to read about, I'm going to start reading right about the middle of the verse there. It says, listen, listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Put your trust in the Lord, your God, and he will, and you will be established. Put your trust in his prophets and you will succeed. Now, what is God saying there? He's saying not just delight in his word, but two things here. Trust God and put confidence in or uh, put, your, put your trust in. Believe, ultimately is the word there. Believe his prophets. Believe the man of God who speaks the word of God over your life. So if you want to be blessed in every way, you first need to trust God. Is that what it says there? Listen, O Judah and inhabitant of Jerusalem, put your trust in God. Put all of your confidence on God, on God's ability, on God's uh, goodness, on God's love, on God's favor toward your life. Dice ahí, confía en Jehová. Para ser bendecido, usted tiene que confiar en Dios. Listen, uh, whatever, whatever you need or desire in your life, as you're walking with God and you are praying for things, you're asking God to bring certain things into your life or to change certain things in your life, the only way you can receive those is if you trust God to do it. Because if you don't trust God to do it, then you'll go try to do it yourself. Any of you ever try to do it yourself? Doesn't God always do it right? And we almost never do it right. you got to trust him. If he says, wait, you wait. If he says, go, you go. If he says, speak, you speak. If he says, be, be quiet, you be quiet. He doesn't tell me to be quiet. He says, shut up, Isaac. I, I know when he's telling me to just be quiet. All right. Yeah, you said enough. If you trust God, you'll prosper. But then he adds there and he says, believe his prophets. Believe the word of the man of God that God has put over your life. And, and this is why it's so important that when you come and you hear a sermon, you come hear a message, you don't just hear it, but you receive what God is saying. And you believe what God is saying. Because what you're, what you're going to be uh, buying into, the word of God you're buying into is coming from God for you. And if you leave it on, on the plate, somebody else is going to take it. If you leave it on the counter, somebody else is going to take it. That word is for you. That word is for you this, this, uh, this past Sunday. That word is for you tonight. And every message I preach in this church was for you. So take the word. Take the, the word of God's servant. And if you don't have a pastor, get a pastor who loves God, who loves the word, who loves people. Say amen, somebody. Because... You need a man of God in your life, a woman of God in your life to be able to, uh, to give you direction, to give you insight, to give you understanding. And many times uh, will, will happen to me is I'll meet with someone in counseling on Tuesday afternoon or, or uh, Tuesday morning and they weren't in church on Sunday. And the very thing that they're complaining about, God addressed on Sunday. 
they didn't hear it. Because they didn't value the word. You need to value the word. That's why you're here tonight, because you value the word. And when you, when you believe God, you trust God, and you trust the word of his servant, God brings blessing into your life. God brings blessing into your family. Now let's go to one more passage I want you to look at. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Isaías capítulo 1, verso 19. Isaiah 1, 19. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Dice ahí, si eres obediente, comerás el bien de la tierra. How many of you want to eat the good of the land? That means you're going to enjoy the good things of God. You're going to enjoy the blessings of God. And in order to have that, you must be willing and obedient. God's looking for willing hearts and obedient hearts. Abraham was blessed by God because he did all of these things. He took God's word. He delighted in it. He obeyed it. He was willing. And when he believed God, God poured out blessing upon Abraham. And God wants to pour out blessing in your life. So now, when someone comes to you and says, I don't get it. I'm going to church. I go to the same church you go to. But I'm not blessed like you are. You got you to sit them down and teach them a little bit. Well, if you want to be blessed, you have to do what you're hearing at church. You have to actually put into practice the word of God. Be willing and obedient. If you don't receive the word and practice the word, the word's not going to produce anything in your life. You have to work it. And you do that by daily walking in the power of the word of God. And you pray the word in and you believe the word in, you faith it in, whatever you got to do, but you stand on the word that God has spoken over your life. And anybody that's not willing to do that is going to find themselves coming up short on this promise. So let's, let's now talk about what it looks like to be blessed in every way. The, the Bible lists here seven things that God said to Abram. Aquí encontramos doce cosas, perdón, en el capítulo doce hay siete cosas que Dios dio como bendiciones a Abraham. Seven blessings that God put on Abraham's life. And these blessings cover all the areas of life. Estas bendiciones cubren todas las áreas de la vida. So if you, if you study these with me tonight, you're going to see that if you do certain things, you can have the blessing of God in those areas of your life. The first blessing we find there, Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, 2 well, let's see, uh, let's start in verse 1. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abraham, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land which I will show you. I want you to underline that word, I will show you. Quiero que subraye ahí que yo te enseñaré en el verso 1. This is the first blessing that God gives to the believer, and that is his leadership. 
Esa es la primera bendición que Dios quiere dar al creyente. Y es su guianza, su dirección. How many of you would agree that the leadership of God is a blessing? ¿Cuántos están de acuerdo que la, que la guianza de Dios es una bendición? If you want to be blessed in every way, you need God leading your life. Listen, God will never lead you to a place that doesn't result in blessing. Even if it's a wilderness, even if it's a challenge. The Bible said the, that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Doesn't sound like a blessing, does it? But when he came out of that wilderness, he had the blessing of knowing that he had conquered the devil and he taught us how to do it. So even, even the places that God leads us that are a little bit narrow and a little bit straight, those places are blessing if you're being led by the Spirit of God. That's why I, I, I say I'd rather sit in the middle of, of a hurricane and be in the will of God than to sip iced tea on a beach on, on a sunny day and be outside of the will of God. Because the safest place to be is the, the will of God. And that is the result of being led by the Spirit of God. He said, I will show you. God wants to be the leader of your life. God wants to show you how to use your time. He wants to show you how to use your money. He wants to show you how to live your relationships. He wants to show you how to start that business that he's put in your heart to do. He wants to lead your life. And if you'll let him lead, you'll find blessing in every way of your life. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5 that he will direct your path. And in Psalm 143, verse 10, the psalmist says, lead me to a level place. En el Salmo 143, verso 10, dice el salmista, guíame a un lugar plano. What does this mean? The, the leadership of, the, of God, and in particular in our dispensation, we are led by the Holy Spirit. So the leadership of the Holy Spirit is always a stable place. El, la dirección del Espíritu Santo siempre te lleva a un lugar estable. Listen, you can always tell when you're not being led by the Spirit because there's instability. And on one day, this, this person is doing one thing, and on another day, they have a whole new project to do something else. God told them to do something else. And then by the third week of the month, God told them to do something else, something else. And they haven't finished a single thing yet because there's no leadership by the Spirit. They're being led by emotions or they're being led by, by circumstances or they're being led by trouble. But they're not being led by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit leads, he'll always bring stability. When you're being led by the voice of God, there's going to be a level place. And you could, be, you could be hanging off of a cliff and be stable if you're being led by the Spirit. He says, lead me to a level place. God told Abram, I will show you. You get up, pack your bags, take your family, go to the land. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead you. I'm going to show you what this place is like and where it's going to be. And Abraham... Believe God. Galatians chapter 5, 
verse 18, it says, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So the leadership of the Spirit brings freedom from the law. The leadership of the Spirit brings a freedom from the old covenant and brings us into the grace and power of the new covenant. Say amen, somebody. So above all things, we need a desire to be led by the Spirit. God said to him, I will show you. And here's what I'm going to tell you. When you do it God's way, when you, get, when you let God's lead, it saves you time, it saves you money, and it saves you grief. How many of you could use more time? How many of you could use more money? How many of you could use less grief? Let the Spirit lead you. Every time I've gone on my own, it's cost me money and time and grief. You know, one day I, I felt the Holy Spirit say, uh, in this particular offering, you're going to give $300. This was before I was a pastor. I was, a, I was an evangelist at the time. You're going to give $300. I said, I can afford to give $800. And he didn't say any more about it, all right, because I was going to impress him with how generous I was. So I gave $800, and then later in the month, guess what I'm doing? Lord, I'm $500 short, and I don't know how I'm going to make it. <laughs> and he provided. He made a way for me, but he also told me, I didn't tell you to do that. You do what I tell you to do. That's why when we raise an offering here at the church, I tell you, don't give a dollar more or a dollar less than the Holy Spirit tells you to give. Because it will cost you to do it your own way. And money is one thing. You can get money back, but time you can't get back. Listen, you don't have time to marry the wrong person. Nobody said amen. You don't have time to take the wrong job or to buy the wrong thing. You need to be led by the Spirit of God. Because, because when you lose time, you can't get it back. And if you just let the Holy Spirit lead you, He'll save you the grief that comes from having to make up for lost time and lost money. And all the heartache that comes with knowing, I should have done it God's way. So let the Spirit lead. Tell your neighbor, let the Spirit lead. That was weak. That was so weak. Tell your neighbor with some enthusiasm. Let the Spirit lead. What did God tell Abram? I will show you. How much, how much time would Abram have lost? And he did lose some time because he ended up following his father instead of the Spirit. They lost a whole lot of time at Haran. And then he lost some more time when he got involved with Hagar and ended up with Ishmael. So you don't have to learn from your own mistakes tonight. Just listen to, listen to Abraham. Yeah, you do it God's way. Now here's the second blessing. He says, I will show you and I will make you a great nation. Now God is promising not only to bless him by leading him, but he's promising to bless his family. How many of you want God's blessing on your family? What an amazing thing. Uh, uh, the promise of God 
is to bless your family. Do you know what the first blessing in the Bible is? The very first blessing in all of the Bible is God's blessing at the marriage of Adam and Eve. And he said, the Bible says, and he blessed them, and he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. The very first blessing in the Bible is a family blessing. It's a blessing on marriage, and it's a blessing on your children. Say amen, somebody, because God wants to bless your family. God wants to bless your children. I want to take you to a little tour of what the Bible says about this. Let's go. Let's start in Isaiah 44, verse 3. Isaiah 44, verse 3. I gave these to you a few months ago on a Sunday morning. I told you to pray these in for your family. And I want to remind you of them in case you didn't do that. I'm giving you another chance, all right? Say thank you, Pastor. Isaiah 44, verse 3, it says, I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground, and I will pour out my spirit on who? On your offspring, your descendants, and my blessing on your descendants. How many of you would like to see your children praying in the spirit, operating in the gifts of the spirit, preaching the word? Come on, somebody. You want to see them with the Spirit of God poured out on them? That's God's promise for you. He says, I will pour out my Spirit on your offspring. Reminds us of what Joel says. He says, your sons and daughters will prophesy. And then he says, and I will bless your descendants. If, you, if you're not praying that, start praying that tonight over your children. I don't care if he looks like the roughest rascal you ever saw. You just pray over them. The Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you will be blessed. They don't, have any, they don't have anything to say about it. God's given you spiritual authority. Say amen, somebody. This is God's promise. I will make you a great nation. Isaiah 49, we'll stay right there in Isaiah for a minute. Isaiah 49, verse 25. It reads, Surely thus saith the Lord, even the captives of the mighty men will be taken away, and the prey of the tyrant will be rescued. For I will contend with the one who contends with you, and I will save your sons. Somebody should say this tonight. My children... We'll be saved. You should say that even if you don't have children yet. Say it again. My children will be saved. What does he say there? He says, I will contend with those who contend with you. God says, I'm going to fight with anybody that fights with you. Well, that's a promise worth shouting about tonight. You pick a fight with me, you're picking a fight with God. Come on, you guys are acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you were mobsters and gangsters. They picked on one of your buddies. They picked on all of you. God says, if you mess with my kids, you mess with me. 
and I will contend with those who contend with you, and I will save your children. This is God's word. Delight in it. Memorize it. Pray it. Pray it into the lives of your children. Did you hear what I said? Pray it in to the lives of your children. God says, I'm going to save your sons. I'm going to deliver them. In this particular passage, he's talking about the exile. He's talking about how they were taken as captives, taken into bondage, taken by a pagan system. And that's what describes many, uh, if, in fact, most of the youth in America, taken captive by a pagan system, by a culture that's abandoned God. And you and I are the only people on the face of the earth as believers who have any authority to stand up and say, Devil, give us our children back. Give us our, ch our young people back. Come on, somebody. Give us our teenagers back. God will contend with you because God will save our sons. That's the kind of prayers you need to pray. The kind that alarm hell and let, let the world know that you know what the word of God says. And that you believe God. Isaiah 54, verse 13 through 14. Isaiah 54, verse 13 and 14. It says, all your sons will be taught of the Lord. How many of them? And the well-being of your sons will be what? Great. You know what that doesn't say? It doesn't say some of your children will be saved and most of them will do okay. What does it say? All of your sons will be taught by the Lord. What does it mean to be taught by the Lord? It means they're going to learn to hear his voice. They're going to be they're going to learn to be led by the spirit. Wouldn't you love to have your teenager walk in the house today and say, "You know what God said to me today?" My goodness, after you fell up off got up off the floor. <laughs> what did he say? And he says, he says there, and their well-being will be great. They're not just going to do okay. They're not just going to get by. They're going to do great. And then verse 14 says, in righteousness you will be established, and you will be far from oppression, for you will not fear, and, for, and from terror, for you will not, for it will not come near you. Somebody's got to start claiming the word. I'm teaching you how to change your family tree tonight. Because instead of talking about, well, you know, in our family, for some reason, in our family, they always get hooked on drugs. In our family, they always end up with the wrong people. In our family, stop it. This is your family. The word of God. This is your family. And so you need to start saying, in our family, we will not fear any evil, and we will not fear oppression because it will not come near us because we are the blood-bought children of the living God. Come on, Kingsway. Believe the word. Believe his prophet, and you will prosper. You have a whole new family. He says, in righteousness you will be established, and, and you will be far from oppression. Far from oppression. I can't wait till I can hear testimonies in, in this church of people who say, we haven't had a divorce in our family in several generations. 
Come on, Kingsville. That should be the testimony of your great-grandchildren to say we haven't had a divorce in our family for four generations. We haven't, have a, we haven't had a drug addict in our family for four generations. We haven't had alcoholism in our family for four generations. You've got to start believing the word of God. I told you Sunday, this goes far beyond you. It goes far beyond your lifetime. God wants to bless your generations. He wants to bless the roots, the trunk, the branches, and the fruit, and the seed and the fruit. Say amen, somebody. Isaiah 65 Verse 22, you see, I have only gotten to one book in the Bible, and we cannot exhaust God's promises on the family. Isaiah 65, verse 22, uh, verse 22 through 24, it says, They will not build and another inhabit. I'm oh, sorry, let's go back a little bit. Let's go to verse 20. I got to get this in here. This is too good to leave out. What does it say? It says, no longer will there be an infant who lives but a few days, nor an old man who does not live out his days, for the youth will die at the age of 100, and the one who does not reach the age of 100 will be taught, uh, will thought accursed. They will build houses and inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and another inhabit. They will not plant and another eat for as is the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people, and my chosen ones will wear out, uh, will wor will wear out the work of their hands. And they will not labor in vain, nor bear children for calamity, for they are, for they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. There's so much goodness in there, but just think about what God is saying. First of all, he says, your children aren't going to die young. And you're going to grow old. Say amen, somebody. Right now we have one 92-year-old in the congregation. She's not here tonight, but she still drives herself to church. I want to see all of you driving yourselves to church when you're 90. Because you still got it. Because you can still see. Because you can. <laughs> you can still get up and walk. Come on, somebody. And then God says, your children will not be born for calamity. God says, I'm not going to give you children so that you can lose them in tragedies and in calamities and in bloodshed. God, God has blessed, promised to bless you in every way. Tell your neighbor, pray it in. You say, Pastor, what I see here and what I see in my family is not the same. Pray it in. Believe it in. Believe God's word. Believe his prophet and you will prosper. Let me give you one more. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 20. Because I'm out of time. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 20. 
I hope you wrote these down tonight. It says, their children will also be as formerly, and their congregation shall be established before me, and I will punish all their oppressors. Their leaders shall be one of them, and their rulers shall come forth from their midst, and I will bring him near, and he shall approach me. For he who will dare to risk his life to approach me, declares the Lord, you shall be my people. And I will be your God. God says, I'm going to bring leadership out of your children. I'm going to make leaders out of your children. Tonight, I'm going to stop here because I want you to get this in your heart for your family. The descendants of the righteous will be blessed. The generations of the righteous will be blessed. God said to Abram, I will make you a great nation. And that's God's promise on your family tonight. Blessing in every way. Would you stand with me tonight? And I want you just to stand in the gap for your family for a few moments. Right where you are, just lift your hands to heaven. And just tell him, Lord, I receive your word tonight. I receive this promise that I can be blessed in every way. And I'm standing in the gap for my family, for my sons, for my daughters, sons-in-law, daughters-in-law. I stand in the gap for my mom and my dad and my sisters and my brothers, my cousins. Just tell them what your family needs tonight. Because God loves your family. There is no family that cannot be blessed by God. I don't care what the family history has been. There's no family that cannot be blessed by God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into your house of prayer tonight with confidence, with boldness. You said in your word that our children would not be born to calamity. And tonight we dare to believe your word. We dare to believe that the descendants, the generations of the righteous will be blessed. And tonight I come on the authority of the name of Jesus. As the prophet of this house. And I declare to prodigals that they must come home in Jesus name. I command the devil to release their minds and their hearing that they might hear the voice of their God and fear him reverently and return to him. For they are not the seed of the wicked, but they are the seed of the righteous. And the blessing of God abides upon them. Satan, I command you to loose them. 
Loose them now in Jesus' name. We call our sons and daughters home in Jesus' name. We declare that the descendants of the righteous will be blessed. We speak to, to sons and daughters, be healed in Jesus' name. Healed of dyslexia in the name of Jesus. Healed of learning disorders in the name of Jesus. Restored in your health in the name of Jesus. We speak to mental infirmity now in Jesus' name. Loose God's property. They are the children of God. They are blessed. We speak now in Jesus' name. Every disease that is formed in their body be healed now in Jesus' name. We come against addiction. We come against alcoholism. We come against pornography. You foul demon, we cast you down in Jesus' name. We come against violence, anger, and rage. We come against depression and anxiety in the minds of our children. Devil, loose them now in the name of Jesus. The descendants of the righteous will be blessed. They will be blessed. They are blessed. Hallelujah. Come on, go to war tonight. God is fighting with you. He said, I will contend with those who contend with you.